0: Hey Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpsitzing, down with co-host Keith Myers, here to preview the Jets visiting the Seattle Seahawks on the second-to-last game of the year. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen, but let's talk about it and try to figure it out. Welcome in, Keith.
1: Yeah, um, this is a game that's weird because both these teams are kind of fighting for their playoff lives. Um, Both these teams are kind of in a position where it doesn't matter how hard they fight they might not get there anyway um and um but both teams seem to think that they you know still have a shot so they're going to go for it i have no idea what to expect from this game because i don't know which team actually is going to come out and play like they they still have something to play for
0: yeah i mean the seahawks and the jets have lost a combined seven straight games um seahawks three jets four both teams are in the playoff bubble, still in contention, seven and eight, um, better than expected when the season started, yet here they are. Uh, we still don't kind of know exactly who they are in season. We kind of figured it out what we need to fix when we get to the offseason, but right now they're still playing for contention. I know from experience with Pete Carroll is they fight tooth and nail until they're eliminated, um, so I expect them to come out and, and play hard. And um, the Jets are well coached. Robert Sala is there, previously had some experience under Pete Carroll as a defensive quality control coach, went on to be the defensive coordinator with the 49ers. So there's history there. Uh, there'll be no surprises really in this game. It just comes down to Will, I think.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the Jets are seven and eight. They're also been up and down this season based on who's playing quarterback. Um, you know when Zach Wilson's been in there, their offense has really struggled, and their defense couldn't keep up. But when they got Mike White in there, uh, the offense did, was able to do enough to keep take the pressure off the defense, and they're going to win. And Mike White is cleared to play and is playing in this game, so uh, it. Six are going to have their their um, work cut out for them because the Jets are a the Jets are a better team than their record as long as Mike White's
0: playing. I think that one of the key stats I saw between the two quarterbacks wasn't necessarily the completion percentage or uh, yards after a catch, you know, yards per completion, et cetera. It was the time it took for them to get the ball out. And Zach Wilson was dead last in the NFL at over three seconds, 3.21, something like that, in getting the ball out. Worse than the NFL. Mike White's league average at like 2.71. That's a big difference. That's a half a second. And that's a that's a huge gulf between those two quarterbacks. The processing speed that White has on getting the ball out and getting it to his playmakers, especially like Garrett uh, Wilson, um, their wide receiver. That's really important. And um, and I think that the team kind of thrives on that and gives them a little extra confidence, uh, gives the line a little extra time. Their line's kind of poor, beaten up at this time of the year too. So he gives them a better chance to to win the question really is, um, what are you playing for? What do you, are they really playing for something this year, or is this completely just the teams exceeded expectations? Both teams and really it's, it's lining up for next year. I think that's true for both teams. Um, but it'll be interesting because I think Seattle has a really decent shot. I'm not exactly sure where the Jets sit in the playoff hunt over on their side, um, in the AFC because I just haven't looked at it, but. The, uh, the Seahawks need to win both games to be um, in contention and need a little help from like mm-hmm. Washington and the Giants to get in. I think it's doable, uh, but I'm not so sure at this time of the year with things the way that they are, if that's the best thing or not. I'm still kind of in win-now mode anyway because I know that's the way Pete's going to operate this game. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking at the, um, the Seahawks are actually still in it at seven and eight because uh, you know, you've got eight and eight, six and one for the giants and seven, seven and one for the Commanders. So they're half a game behind the commanders. Um, They're still in it and currently sitting in the eight, the eighth spot. So they need to be able to move up just in front of one of those two teams. Unfortunately, you look at the giants, they've got the Colts, um, the commander's got the Browns. Those should both be some pretty easy wins for them. So, um, you know, at this point you're, you're kind of looking at it coming down to week 17, if that's what your hope is. Um, on the other side, you know, you've got the jets at seven and eight and, um, you know, the dolphins, uh, they at eight and seven. Um, actually the Jaguars at seven and eight are also, uh, probably going to make the playoffs because they're in first place in the AFC South, which is crazy to think about. Um, But the other thing the jets have to worry about is they've got to overcome the Patriots because the Patriots have a tiebreaker over them. Uh, Although they, those two teams play um, next week. So they have a chance to move up, but they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to get some help. They really are in order to, uh, to get in and same with Seattle.
0: I feel like I'm spoiled because I'm just not excited, you know? It's like I, I've had this expectation level for the last 10, 11 years of the CX playing really well and, and getting into the playoffs and, and maybe getting into the second round or whatever, I, although that seems not true as well now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but with this record, losing record at this point with two games left, uh it's hard to kind of get excited about your team because you just have an unrealistic it's just unrealistic that they would do anything if they did get there, so mm-hmm. I would almost rather just take the l's and increase my opportunities in the draft because I know that's really where I'm focused now is is improving this roster, improving this team. It's not going to come from what we've already have it's going to come from outside, and the best opportunity to do that is through the draft and free agency, and so you know it it could be a difference of seven or eight spots in the in the draft if we win out or if we lose out. So
1: well yeah, yeah. cuz if you uh if you win out and you happen to make it in uh the best you're going to get as far as playoff spot is like 20th. Yeah. Um and right now they're sitting at 12th.
0: And with an opportunity maybe to get into the top 10 with their second pick. You know, the the first one's going to be in the top 5 it looks like.
1: Yeah. Cuz Denver is not doing anything. Um and so yeah, I mean it's it's a it's one of those things like wh- what do you, what do you what do you want? Um, I
0: I want them to be competitive.
1: I want them to be competitive. I want these games to be entertaining and the results plus or minus they don't matter much to me. Um the difference between you know the 11th pick and the 14th pick really isn't enough for me to like Pound the table for losses or anything like that. I just want to be entertained. I want this to be good games. I want the CX to be competitive and I want their young players to continue to get more playing time, more reps, get better for next year.
0: DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. They offer same game parlays, easy and fast payouts, and player prop options. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, The bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, Speaking of well disley's uh, was put on ir with a knee injury i didn't see or hear the severity of the injury or anything like that if it's cautionary um i didn't hear you know terror involved surgery anything like that have you heard anything
1: i have not um it sounds like this is going to be he was going to be out um for i think it was like like a three or four week injury and then he would be back and they're like there's two weeks left in the season um, so they just went ahead and, and put him on IR, IR so they would have a roster
0: spot to bring someone else up. Uh, Jacob Hollister. Um, they didn't bring him up, but he did, uh, get signed to the practice squad, which is interesting. And then I was thinking of uh, Parkinson having, you mentioned opportunities for young guys. I would, I was thinking of Parkinson, maybe having an additional opportunity or two to do something, especially in the red zone. Um, all right. So let's talk about this for a minute I was I was thinking about Tyler Lockett too. Um had hand surgery like a week and a half ago and is prepping to to play in this game which is remarkable to me that's weird, um, considering um, the time of the year and, and and whatnot they could have easily shut him down decided you know to keep pushing forward he practiced the other day went through everything uh, according to Pete Carroll came out just fine so he's likely to start Ken Walker's back and and uh, uh, as healthy as he's been in a few weeks He's ready to go. Um, let me see that the uh, Marquis Goodwin is, is looking questionable at this point. Travis Homer's looking questionable with an ankle. Um, Noah Fant was limited in practice. Abe Lucas has got a kind of an, a knee thing. Nobody's really said exactly what that is other than a patella tendon strain. Um, so that's concerning to me. I would almost be inclined to shut him down. I don't think that he plays this week. I think we, we take a look at um, Stone Forsyth starting at right tackle this week. Actually, um,
1: it might not be Forsyth starting. It could also be Curran because it could one of the be. because one of the be. things that you look at is that Curran on game day as a backup is less valuable than Forsyth because he can only play on the right side, whereas Forsyth can play on both. But that's um, very true. But when you look at actually on the field, if he's going to start at, we're, we're looking for a starter at right tackle, who's the better player? Um, so they should both be active and we'll see who who actually gets out there. I'm kind of inclined to see uh, Curran again, just simply because the running game is so much better when he's in there. And so let's get him in there. Let's let him do his thing. Let's hopefully protect him a little bit against, um, you know, pass rush and
0: you know, get the running game going. I agree. And that that would be important in this game. Ryan Neal looks like he's going to miss another uh, week. Um, and Al Woods looks like he's going to be back. So that's good. Um, I was going to say, too, just in recognition of Tyler Lockett, needs 36 yards to get to 1,000 yards for his fourth straight season. only other player to do that in franchise history, Steve Largent. That's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. awesome. Last week, DK Metcalf set the franchise record for most receiving yards in a player's first four seasons. Um, so far this year, he's got 86 receptions for a thousand yards and six touchdowns. Um, Gino Smith having a chance to play for the team that drafted him second round 2013. Um, which it's just a remarkable story. I think one of the best stories in the NFL this year is, is Gino's ability to come back after being essentially a, a backup quarterback in the league for six years, um, and then coming back around to play his team, uh, to, you know, with playoff, uh, things on the line is, is pretty sweet for him and Pete Carroll playing, you know, he, he, uh, coached the Jets in 1994, Keith. Um yeah. they fired him after one season. So that's interesting. Yeah, there Not was, that these stories really matter, but it's just a little flavor. There was a
1: yeah, there was an ownership change there. Um and you know, new ownership, new brought in new management who wanted their coach and stuff. So it wasn't like a oh, you were terrible, like so bad you got fired after one season. It was a it was a weird situation there. But but yeah, he did used to um he was the coach there. And you know, it's a there are a lot of connections between these uh, two teams. I mean, you can go back to uh, the Vinny Testaverde helmet uh, is the reason why we have instant replay because he got mm-hmm. he did not get in, but his helmet did, and an official you know called it a touchdown. And it kept the Seahawks out of the playoffs. It also that it got us um, instant replay back, but it also got us Mike Holmgren. Because if they make the playoffs that year, they probably stick with um, Dennis, Erickson. Uh, Dennis Erickson for another year. And they decided not to, and they went the Mike Holmgren route. And so uh, there's, there's just, I don't know, there's just a lot of connections.
0: Yeah, there is. You know, Jamal Adams trade. Uh, you've got Dwayne Brown uh, and George Fant over there on their offensive line. Going to play this, this weekend. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Leon Washington is one of their special teams uh, coaches. Um, I don't know if you remember, uh, Washington, uh, punt returner, kick returner, uh, that we had during the Holmgren era. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that's interesting. So I want to talk to you about the Jets defense cause that seems to be the strength on this team. Um, the defensive line and, and, uh, defensive backs are, uh, are really solid. Um, Geno's been playing well, but the Jets are holding offenses to 195 yards passing per game. Fifth best in the NFL. Um, one of the reasons they do that is they do get to the quarterback. They get pressure. They get some sacks. They get all that kind of disruption. And the back end with Reed and Sauce Gardner um, playing uh, corners for them have done a really good job in limiting uh, opportunities for wide receivers. And the Jets linebackers are good too. Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley against Ken Walker will be Um, be a good matchup to watch. They've allowed the fourth lowest yards per carry in the the NFL this year. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a, you know, a real struggle uh, depending on what the defense does for Seattle to to show up in this game. If we can create more opportunities for our offense, I think that's, it's going to turn out really well. If we struggle to stop them on offense, then we should be able to stop them. They don't have a great running attack. Uh, The quarterback is kind of, Iffy, but he makes mis- he he tries to go. You know, he can throw the ball downfield, but we've got good defenders uh, against mm-hmm. that. And then, um, you know, their running game is somewhat non-existent. So we should be able to to beat this team really head to head. Yeah. It but, comes
1: down to it. It looks like it's going to be a low-scoring game because it does. Um, their offense is bad. Our defense is bad. So that you know, kind of was there, but wash. um, their defense is good and that's going to slow Seattle down and Seattle hasn't been great on offense the last few weeks except for the second half uh last week but even then they didn't put up points so uh yeah we'll have to see we'll have to to see how um how this shakes out but it's not yeah it's not going to be easy they this is a pretty good defense team they've had 40 sacks on the year
0: and Seattle, Seattle's offensive line has just not that, been that good um, mm-hmm. the last six games, particularly. Geno Smith has been hit, hurried, and sacked more than any other quarterback the last two weeks against the yeah. 49ers defense, against the Chiefs defense. Uh, yeah. And the Jets' 49. pass rush is legit. Um, mm-hmm. And we've struggled with, with run blocking too, so that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, I, it, the, the most interesting matchup for me is Quinnen Williams, who's uh, drafted four years ago or so, um, who's really come on for them. Um, this year uh, against Seattle's interior offensive line. He has 12 sacks, ranks number one for interior defensive linemen, also has 24 hits and uh, 12 tackles for loss, both top 10 in those categories as well. So he's probably uh, next to Aaron Donald's having one of the best interior defensive linemen years um, Mm -hmm. in the NFL this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's of course the weakness of Seattle's offensive line, right? Is, is the center um, and the right guard. And so if he lines up in that a gap, um the Seahawks are going
0: to struggle to slow him down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we've got to figure it out. He, They've got to account for him for every play. I mean, they've got to double team him. They've got to rub him. They've got to slow him down in whatever way they can. Uh, get the ball out quick. Run the ball, you know, straight at him, I think, is a good strategy. Um, Use some of that aggressiveness, you know, against him. Get him going in one direction and so forth. Um, what else? They, they, they really struggle running the ball, which has been a a weakness of Seattle's defense lately. Um, you know, George Fant, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Nate uh, Herbig, all bottom five in run block win rate over the past two games at their respective positions, uh, against middling defenses um the the only positive aspect of this whole thing for them is they face the 31st ranked Seattle Run defense um which is you know so it's almost like everything all these matchups are kind of balanced out by the ineptitude of the other side in those mm-hmm. categories um and that's why it's hard to figure out this game because you know what they do really poor at we also do really poor at etc and well, um, so I was
1: looking at um I look because I know their their rush deep, their rush offense is, isn't good and, and you look at the, some of the stats, but if you look at their yards per carry at four point three, they're roughly average. Um mm-hmm. but they're, they're not, falling behind. Yeah, but that's the thing is they keep falling behind and so they stop running the ball and that. Um, but if they come out, they maybe come out and run the ball a lot early in this game. Wear Seattle out because if Seattle can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because, but on a per carry basis, you know, they're in the middle of the league. And then you look at Seattle, Seattle on a per carry basis is 4.7, um, which is near the top of the league, which is hard to believe given what we've seen the last month. But that shows you how good the running offense was earlier before that.
0: So, one of the matchups that I'm really kind of interested in, and everyone's talking about, is, is Sauce Gardner and um, Tariq Willen. Obviously, they don't go against each other, but Tariq's going to be. In coverage against Garrett Wilson, one of the best wide receivers out of last year's draft, close to a thousand yards, eighty some odd receptions. He's he's the real deal, uh, even in a kind of a unsettled, poor offense. And then on the other side, you got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett against Sauce Gardner uh, and DJ Reed. Mm-hmm. Those are matchups I think that are keys to this game, really, and those and gonna, turning the ball over.
1: Those are going to be the fun matchups of this game because you look at um, you know Sauce Gardner and. Tariq Woolen are the two guys uh, that seem to be competing for um, defensive player of the year. Sauce Garner probably has the nod just because mm-hmm. he plays in New York and is getting a lot of press. But if you look statistically, you've got um, Woolen's been the better player overall. Um, but it's it's really fairly close. I mean, strength on strength, right? So you have that, and then on the other side, you've got Wilson and and Metcalf. So Um, it is a, it's an interesting spot to be because this is the fun matchup. This is the thing that I'm going to be watching. This is Mm -hmm. where we're going to be, um, see who comes out ahead. Can, can Metcalf, um, do something against sauce Gardner? Um, because if he can, right, that's great for Seattle, but, and if you get shut down a lot, hopefully Lockett can, um, can pick up the slack a little bit, but uh, on the other side, you know, you got Woolen against one of the best. Um, right, one of the 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 best rookie corner, uh, or one of the best rookie corners against one of the best rookie wide receivers. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that? these are, these, are th- these teams may not be great, but these are our individual players are outstanding.
0: One of the things I'm going to be watching is is the Dwayne Brown matchup against whoever he's up against, because we all know we saw Dwayne Brown last year, year before, et cetera, wearing down, um, mm-hmm. diminishing returns, not worth the contract. Um, he's still a, a a good player, a savvy veteran, if you will, but he just lacks the speed now to to you know get it, get to the edge and maintain that leverage. And so I'm really interested to see what a Nawasu can do and Daryl Taylor on mm-hmm. that side. And Boye Mafe, I you know the the talk in the Seattle media and from Pete Carroll is we need to give Boye Mafe and more opportunities um, to be on the field. A, B, to rush the passer. He's been solid as, as heck yeah, defending the run this year and in limited opportunities. I mean, he's been getting 20, 25 uh, defensive snaps a game. He should be getting close to 40, 45 out of 70, you know, close to 60%. At this stage in the season, you really want that kid to be playing. And he's one of our best run defenders, to be completely honest. And his entire upside uh, coming out of the draft was his ability to get to the quarterback and his speed and athleticism coming off the edge. We just haven't had a chance to see that yet. And I don't know who's yeah, responsible for that, but they need to change that.
1: Yeah, they've been doing a lot. He's lost a lot of playing time to uh, to Bruce Irvin um, and Daryl Taylor. And why? Um, and why?
0: Why? Well, I mean, you're seven and thought, eight.
1: Yeah, they thought they were competing for a playoff spot, but at this point, um, you got to get him in there. I mean, the yeah, they think he's going to make. You can more make the mistakes. argument
0: that he's the better player at this stage.
1: He is, but he's also. Uh, on the on a play to play basis, he's the better player overall, but he's also going to make more mistakes, and that's why they're playing um, Bruce Irvin. Is they're just trying to get so that there's less mistakes being made, less big plays.
0: Whole no, defense is is a cluster. I mean, let's be honest, the, de- yeah. the It's not just you know the comparison between Irvin and and Boya Mafi, but I get that point. I do. I I just think that at this point, man, you really got to start playing that guy so that he's ready next year to kind of step in for a larger role because Bruce Irvin's yeah. not coming back. It, he's here because that's all we had. We didn't sufficiently address the, the situation and Daryl Taylor had a poor first half of the season um, and they had to bring him in.
1: Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's kind of a cool story. Like he, you know, coming back and, and um,
0: yeah, and I'm not dissing on he, being a guy, guy from,
1: Urban. yeah. Um, you know, from the old guard coming back and um, helping this defense and and being some veteran leadership when they need it because they're really young on defense um, and all that. But yeah, you got to get Mafe some more playing time. I just I just think you've got to every rep that you can get him is valuable for his development for next year. So he should be playing. He should be playing more than half the snaps.
0: So you talked about the the struggle to score points in this game and and having it being low low scoring affair. Seattle's offense has only uh, scored 16 or fewer points than three of the last six games. Uh, and in the last two games combined, Seattle's only scored 23 points granted against pretty decent defenses. Although you can argue the chiefs were kind of middling. They played really well against the Seahawks, though. Mm-hmm. And then New York's offense has been even worse. Haven't scored more than 17 points in four of their last six games. Uh, scored uh, three points twice during that span. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those games where it's either going to be like a slog and difficult to watch and, you know, 12 combined punts or somebody's going to get turned loose and this thing's going to open up. Um, and I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what the difference is. And I think one of the differences that I'm looking at in this game is Seattle to kind of figure out a way to generate some turnovers. Uh, Seattle has not created a turnover in their last three games. Mm-hmm. Um, after forcing at least one in eleven of their first twelve, um, they're zero and four uh, on the season when they don't when they don't have any turnovers, and so that's daunting yeah. right there. I mean, they need to they need at least one, if not two or three turnovers in this game to be able to to create opportunities to make it a difference. Because the way I see this game, and you go look at the Jets and the Seahawks scores on all their opponents. These are one-score teams, one-score victories or losses either way uh, on quite a few of these things. And so this, to me, I'm thinking this is going to be a like 20 to 17 kind of an affair. And I'm hoping Seattle's on the the winning edge of that, but they could also come up short as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, the one thing that I look at with this is you, I think, I I agree. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because the Jets' offense is pretty dang bad. Um, and Seattle's, you know, offense has been, is better, but hasn't been, um, although they did seem to figure some things out in the second half last week. So maybe that carries over, but overall, if it's, you know, 13, 13 in the fourth quarter, which offense do you trust more to put together those fourth quarter drives? Um, and, you know, be able to move the ball and the hurry up and that kind of stuff. And I trust Seattle's more, uh, mainly because I trust Geno Smith more, which is weird to say because he has been part of the problem recently. But um, he has been so good at other times. I I just trust um, I trust Seattle's offense and, and Geno Smith more to get those touchdowns or at least points uh, late in the game when you need them, uh, because otherwise it's you know.
0: Going into overtime. I you know, here's the deal with White. He's only played in two or three games. You know, this isn't like a perennial starter or anything. He's like a practice oh, no. squad guy. Now, Gino Smith, um, for for everything that you want to say about Gino, he's a competent, seasoned veteran at this point, um, both as a backup and a starter in this league. And he knows how to generate uh, opportunities and plays and yards when he needs to. And quite frankly, like Gino is the seventh ranked running quarterback in the NFL. Um and the Jets are the twenty-seventh ranked um defense defending uh, scramble plays and, and runs by quarterbacks. Smith's averaging eight point six yards per carry. So in the fourth quarter when they you know they're pressed to to need something, I, I like Gino's opportunities to run the ball and pick up first downs and, and extend drives. And that's that's a difference to me.
1: Yeah. Um agreed. I that's um It is a, you know, it's a situation for them where uh, you're right. Mike White's not, you know, like a perennial starter or anything, but he's been the better of their two quarterbacks. And that's why um, it matters to them that
0: he's They do have seven wins. This isn't, you know, a really poor team. They're just not great. Yeah. And Zach Wilson has been awful. You know, every opportunity they've had, they've really tried to step up for him this year. They said all the right things. Robert Sale has not given up on the kid. It reinstated him in as a starter when Mike White was injured. Uh, Speaking of injury, Mike White's got those um, fractured ribs um, Mm -hmm. that he got three weeks ago. It was supposed to be a five- to six-week recovery, he's back. Um, So that could be a factor, but they've given up on Zach Wilson. So he came in last week completely disastrous. Um, They're done. He's benched. He's going to be inactive um the these last two weeks, and they then they said as much, so an interesting yep. offseason for Zach Wilson, um, yeah, the numbers, he can rehab the number, his
1: number two overall pick in the draft um mm. and he's been the one complete flame out out of the five quarterbacks taken that year, and uh but yeah, the offense only could score three points with him leading it against the Jaguars um the week before it was seventeen um against the Lions. And, you know, the Lions Lions don't have a great defense. The Lions defense is the one defense that you can trust to be far worse than Seattle's uh, right now. And they only got seven. I mean, he's just not doing a lot as far as leading this team Um, and and being able to convert and, and do all the different things that you expect a quarterback to do. And at this point in his career, he needs to be showing at least flashes of, hey, this guy will figure it out eventually, and he's not showing
0: anything. So, yeah. So the last matchup I wanted to talk to you about before complete predictions, I kind of threw one out a little bit ago, but um, is Kenneth Walker versus, you know, C.J. Mosley and um, Quincy Williams at linebacker, and then Quinton Williams right in the center of their defense. Mm -hmm. Um, How do they neutralize those players to get Ken Walker going in this? Ken Walker's got 803 yards rushing. On 176 carries, nine touchdowns, zero fumbles, been really effective when he's been effective. If they can get him going, last game he had 170 yards and, and um, you know, on a bunch of carries. Uh, Almost in all
1: a, in the second half.
0: All in the second half. And if they can keep that going, get that started early in this game, it could be, you know, Seattle could start scoring some points and, and kind of blow this thing up before it gets started. A few teams have done that against the Jets um good solid offenses we just haven't seen enough consistency in seattle for the last six weeks to call seattle's offense anything close to solid um yeah. and so it'd be nice to kind of reinvigorate that thing and get it going but they're gonna have to try to neutralize those those quality players
1: well I didn't, you look at what they did last week because it didn't work at all in the first half the walker couldn't get um back to the line of scrimmage he was trying to bounce things and there was nothing to bounce to there was no holes he was running into the back of his linemen because his linemen were getting pushed back um so far and you know into where he's supposed to be um and then you look what happened in the second half and what they kind of did was they 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 started moving laterally less and started moving more north and south but not just straight up the middle um none they got away from inside zone where you know uh, Gino's in the shotgun, and you hand it off um, into the A gap there, and they they went more to a, a more traditional um, running game where you know Gino is under center, and you know they would attack. Um, it's an outside zone scheme, even though the 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 cut and the they bring it up in into the A gap anyway. Um, and once they started doing that, it started to really work for them. And that's the kind of thing that I think what we're going to see for from Seattle here is is get away from the inside zone, get away from from that and go back to what they wanted to do from the beginning. And that's um, you don't it doesn't have to be a zone stretch where you're running way out, but you' you get them the defensive lineman moving laterally, laterally. let him read the blocks as to where the seal is and cut up through it. and it could be a cut, you know, you can start right and end up um, running between the center and the left guard because the whole line moves over that way um and that's just where the seal block is and you get a chance to to cut up through that hole and they did a lot of that in the second half and i want to see that again like that's that's the running game that they said they were going to do this year and kind of got away from and i want to see them get back to that outside zone and really just make it hard on the defense
0: so robert sayla you know is a good coach and um You know, he's had some experience against this, this offense, maybe not, you know, from Seattle, but he's seen it in San Francisco. He's played against the Rams uh, a few times. Um, So he's, he knows how to defend this. The question Mm -hmm. is, does he have the personnel to do it? Um, So it's, it's interesting to me. I love these kind of matchups where you've got old coaches that that they kind of know.
1: It's so weird to say that the Jets are well-coached. When was the last time that
0: was true? Hmm. pete carroll in 1994 (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding no Uh, um yeah you're right it's been a hot mess there for at least 10 years
1: yeah more than um because you go all the way back to the the mark sanchez um, Mm -hmm. that's you know
0: that's the time frame yeah
1: um no i i wouldn't call that team well coached well you've got um,
0: who was there buddy was it buddy ryan no no it's buddy ryan's Uh, kid um Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. And, and then
1: Rex, Rex Ryan's just a
0: is a character. Uh,
1: he's more than a character. He, but he, <laughs> but he was never a good coach. And right. who was um, the guy
0: before that? You know, the big guy. Um, I don't know. Oh God, I, I don't know. Remember. He's he's like a you know he's he's one of the better most recognized coaches in the NFL. He's out of the league now, but um, I just saw him on TV the other day. I can't remember his name though. Anyway. Um, but you're right. It's been at least 10, if not 15 years. Um, but he has nothing to. to it's hard to compare generations, um, in football, <laughs> but Robert Saleh is, you know, has got him playing well. I think they're an up and coming team. They're a quarterback away. Um, this draft will be really interesting from, for them. Um, and I, I would be excited if I was a Jets fan. Um, they have something to play for now. You know, Robert Sayla done enough where he's going to stick around. Um, I think he they better. need some help on the offensive line. It wouldn't be surprised if they, they go that direction in the draft, depending on who's available at quarterback or what they do in the off season. Um, I don't know if they're going to get anything for Zach Wilson. Probably not.
1: Who would give him anything for Zach Wilson?
0: Well, I mean, there's some upside there. You could, you could pitch him a fifth round pick, but that's kind of where they're at. You know, like Rosen type of deal or, these these guys still, you know, there's some GM that scouted him and that, you know, and the before the draft that still thinks he's got something left or was not coached correctly or whatever. They might throw a little bit at him, but other than that, it's hard to see. But I would be excited. I mean, but they've got they need to. Uh, Beckton is their left tackle went out on injured reserve. That's why they got Dwayne Brown in. Dwayne Brown's not going to be there next year george fant um they could do they could have some improvement along their offensive line
1: yeah they could Uh, and i'm like but at the same time sol has done a good job with the players he's been given he's um they they've got some things you know they've got garrett wilson a wide receiver someone that can um Mm. affect (laughs) games and game plans he's a legit player and then you look at the two corners that they got they went out and signed uh, DJ Reed away from Seattle and he's been great. And then they drafted yeah. Sauce Gardner and he's yeah, been outstanding. Yeah. Um, so they've got they've got the cornerbacks, they've got a wide receiver. they have they have pieces. This is this is pieces of a really good team. Um, they just need to finish filling in the roster.
0: I agree. Okay. Let's go play a game. We're down to the last two. This season's gone by remarkably quick. I thought it was just gonna be a long season and it- and a trudge to kind of get through ended up being fun and um, it's gone. It's gone pretty fast. So hopefully we play beyond the the two games remaining here, Uh, but we'll see. Let's go enjoy this one. What are your, what's your prediction on this uh, score?
1: I think, I think Seattle pulls this one out, but I think it's going to be ugly. Um, 16, 13 Seattle.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go 2017 Seattle um, for the reasons that we stated on, on Gino's play, you know, in the fourth quarter. Um, But yeah, Conversely, I think it could, Seattle could get into the 30s if the running game really starts off uh, nice for them and they're able to establish that early. Uh, gives them their entire playbook when that happens because they can run so many formations out of the same sets or the same you know formation, run so many plays and sets out of that. Um, it just really opens everything up, makes it very difficult to stop. So it it really does depend on Ken Walker in this game, I think. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at NW Seahawk. You know where the show's at. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, though, when you find it and um, share it with your friends and family. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.